At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the pregame show. I'm your host, Amal Shaw, alongside Wes Reynolds. NBA playoff action begins today. I know we had the play-in games, but it's for real now, Wes, today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought the play-in format, though, worked very well. We had a couple exciting games. And, and look, I'm not going to complain about it. The early returns are very good. Absolutely right. Uh, was, uh, yesterday, obviously, we saw Golden State at home, five, five and a half point favorite. They make a push late in that game, get it to overtime, but give John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies credit. They win this game 117-112 on the road. What a huge win for them. Yeah, and and I initially played the first quarter and first half, didn't play the full game, but I just thought, okay, the Warriors, a day in between, thought they had the Lakers beat, probably should have beaten them and knocked them into this spot here against Memphis, but it didn't happen. So you kind of thought there was a little bit of hangover, and it was all Warriors money yesterday. Went to about five. I didn't see very many five-and-a-halves out there, but it seemed like bookmakers couldn't get a bet on the Grizzlies, so bookmakers actually made out very well last night. John Morant in the clutch came down with it. And the Warriors, they don't foul late when they are down. And uh, then uh, Desmond Bain gets that dunk and the and one. So that puts it away uh, for good. 117-112, your final score. John Morant, Steph Curry at 39. So he goes over his point prop again. But John Morant proved he could be a potential star in this league. 14-29, 35 points. And uh, Valanchunas, I thought, was big on the boards down low. And you just felt the Warriors were playing uphill, even though they made that push late. And it's kind of like, okay, here we go. Can Memphis hang on? And they absolutely did. You know, the problem for me with Golden State was the fact that obviously Andrew Wiggins was the second scorer. But aside from that, you just didn't have the supporting cast to go with Steph Curry all season long. Did a tremendous job of carrying this team. For me, he was the league MVP. I know they didn't make the playoffs. But, uh, and Nikolai Jokic is going to win it, and many people would say deservedly so. But I thought Steph had arguably maybe his best career year of his season. I mean, best season of his career. He really he really had to carry these guys, I think, on offense and, and did as, mu- as much as he could. But you got to credit Memphis, though. They came out ready from the get-go, and you can kind of see that Golden State, even though it was just one game, 
two nights before, they were kind of a little sluggish early, I thought, uh, after that game against the Lakers where it's like, man, we really let one get away, and that kind of plays into a psyche of a team. You can And you can kind of see that a little bit, what you see in the conference tournaments. Even though they both played the same amount of games, Memphis had already been in that elimination game right. against San Antonio. And the Warriors-Lakers game was not an elimination game, so they knew they were going to get a second chance. So Memphis had already had the, okay, we're in the loser-leave-town, uh, win-or-go-home type of game, and you could tell they had the intensity early. Yeah, they really brought it yesterday, and they move on, and they will face the Utah Jazz in that series that starts tomorrow in Salt Lake City. But let's start with the game today. It's going to go in about two hours in Milwaukee between the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat catching five on the road here. Total of 227 in this one. This is an important series, obviously, for Milwaukee. They've got to be able to survive and advance this one before they potentially face the Brooklyn Nets here. How do you see this game, and how do you see this series, Wes? I did not play the game. I thought five was about right. Now you're seeing some five and a halves out there. What I did do is I played the correct score of the series, and I think this is Milwaukee's series to win, and the fact of the matter is they didn't duck and they didn't try to lose games down the stretch to avoid the Miami Heat. They wanted a piece of the Miami Heat who of course knocked them out last year in the bubble playoffs. So, you know, Miami, I think last year when you saw them in the playoffs, they took advantage of Milwaukee. Milwaukee was dropping on the coverage and them in the man. And then Miami was able to just hit threes all over the place. But now you've got a Miami team that doesn't have Crowder anymore. They don't have Olenek anymore. Duncan Robinson's percentage is down. Tyler Hero's percentage is down. So these are different teams than we saw last playoff season in the bubble. So the way I approach this series, I went with Milwaukee in five and Milwaukee in six here. And Milwaukee in five is like plus 275-ish. Milwaukee in six, you can really see it like $4 at certain places. So that's kind of how I attack this. I think this is Milwaukee series to win. I actually think 275. I wouldn't say a bargain. It's probably appropriately priced, but it's not over $3. It's not $350. So I usually don't like to lay big favorites in these series. I try to play them in the exact correct score margins, but I do think Milwaukee's going to win this series. I think this is a different team. Drew Holiday has absolutely been an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, absolutely right. Arguably one of the best, if not the best, defensive guards in the NBA. I'm with you. I think this series is a uh, one that goes five to six games. I think Miami's got a great opportunity to get game three at home if they're trailing 2-0. The one thing I want to present, though, in this particular graphic we have, how many games will this series go? So you have four games at uh, 400, uh, five games at plus 210, and six games at 225, and then seven games at plus 260. I really don't see a sweep necessarily, but I'm with you. I think this is one of those where, depending on how well Miami can play, I think they can probably get a game or two, but I think this is Milwaukee series. And, and Miami is a team that's had some injuries all year, so they haven't been healthy. So I guess that's why people are making a case for Miami in this spot. But I just think when you have a Milwaukee team that they look in certain areas like they have turned the corner. They allow the third fewest points in the paint per game at 43.1. I think Giannis... Uh, you know, he had great numbers this year. I mean, he's not going to win the MVP. They weren't going to give it to him three years in a row, but you could argue he's at least, some would make the argument that he's the best player in the NBA. I can't necessarily disagree with that. And I think Milwaukee having Drew Holiday added to that lineup, not only defensively, but I think he's a better shooter. I think he runs the offense better. I just think Milwaukee kind of flows a little bit. Now Milwaukee is kind of one of those teams that, They've gone through the pain, so to speak, Amal, and we kind of see these over the years in the NBA. Everybody kind of has a kryptonite. Everybody kind of has to go through the pain. Like when it was the Bulls, they had to go through the Pistons. Uh, uh, the Pacers had to go through the Knicks. I mean, all these teams have to go through some kind of pain. Shaq and Kobe with the Jazz and the Spurs before they got their title. So, you know, maybe Milwaukee now has gone through this pain finally. I have the Sixers personally to win the East. I took them 5-1 to one several weeks ago, so I'm sitting on that. But I think Milwaukee's kind of the team that's getting a little bit ignored at the top of the East with all the hype around Brooklyn. Yeah, to win the finals, they're 9-1 to, to lose in the finals, plus 650 to lose in the Eastern Conference finals 
semifinals plus 260, losing the conference semis plus 185, losing the first round plus 225. I love these props that they have out here right now. These are really cool. I think it makes it a lot more intriguing to be able to bet so many of these situations instead of just betting a team to win the title or to be able to advance. Uh, this is a season series. The Bucks went 2-1 and one against Milwaukee this year. We'll see if that trend continues as they go again. 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Bucks the five-point favorite in this one. Clippers hosting the Dallas Mavericks Staples Center today in Los Angeles, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific time. Mavs had that shellacking of the Clippers earlier this year. We saw a, they beat them by, I think, 51 points or 50 points on the road in Staples. Now in this game, they're catching five and a half. Clippers, uh, the prohibitive favorite by, I shouldn't say prohibitive, the, the favorite for many people to come out of the Western Conference. Before we get to the breakdown of this series, do you believe the Clippers are the team to beat in the West? Right now, you would almost have to say so just because of the fact that Utah does have some injuries, even though they hung on to that number one seed, Phoenix, number two seed. But Phoenix, this is now newer territory for these guys, with the exception of Chris Paul, yeah. who probably not the MVP, but has been the best leader, I think, of any team in the league this year to get this team up to the number two spot, a team that had not made the playoffs. You got a lot of young stars there with Booker and with Aiton. And he has really taken this team, I think, on his back and, and kind of held them accountable and kept them together. But this is new territory for Phoenix, so they just don't have that playoff experience. Then you look at the Lakers. How healthy are LeBron and AD right now? And maybe just the fact of the matter is they're not as good as some of these top teams. So I think the Clippers right now probably – Logically, you would say that they might have the best shot. Denver, of course, is it going to finally catch up with them with Jamal Murray being out? And Nikola Jokic did a great job, I think, kind of carrying that team. But that team was so banged up in the backcourt. Do the injuries and the lack of depth finally catch up with them in the playoffs? And, and look, the Clippers tried to position themselves. If we recall, last week of the regular season, I mean, they basically, in that last game against Oklahoma City, put you, me, and JJ out there, Amal, to try to lose that game and get that four seed because they didn't want to face the Lakers potentially until the Eastern Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals. I should say, but that's basically, I mean, what the Clippers did. They look like they're healthy. They've done that load management with Kawhi and Paul George out here. I think that the chemistry is better because last year they were so talented and everybody loved them for the championship, but they just didn't play enough games together. And I think you saw that really materialize when they got knocked out of the playoffs by Denver. Clippers, five-and-a-half-point favorites today at home. I'll tell you, Wes, for me, one of the things that I'm going to do a lot of in the postseason that I tend to do, I did it with the Lakers the other night against the Warriors' money line play. I like the Clippers on the money line minus the 220. I like Milwaukee at home. I think both of these teams find a way to win each of their respective games. I don't necessarily know if I want to lay five-and-a-half, but I'm not uncomfortable laying it with this Clippers team against the Mavs. Sure, and these two teams, of course, did play in the playoffs last year, so very familiar with uh, one another. And when you look on the Dallas side, you got to give them credit because they started eight and 13. Then they recovered, finished 34 and 17, won 12 of their last 16. I think the Mavericks are basically like a good team, but not a great team. And I think the Clippers have the potential to be great. You know, I, I like your assessment there that you gave the Dallas Mavericks. We know how well Lucas played this year, 28-8-8. Eight, eight. Uh, he's been terrific. And this Mavericks team, the one area where I would point to that's been successful for them is they've been a little bit better on the road than maybe I think you would think for a team that should have been better at home. They've done a nice job in terms of their record, but they still – I just don't think they have the pieces to be able to knock off a team like the uh, – uh, excuse me, the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, they've probably got enough where Luka goes off and just gets on one in a game and maybe the same with Porzingis to at least get a game. Right. I think in this series, I don't think they're going to get swept, but I don't think this is going any further than six here. I like the Clippers. I tend to agree with you. Let's go to a series that I don't think is going to be as in interesting uh, as the matchup sounds on paper. Boston taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn an eight-point favorite in this one today. Total of 231 in this matchup. Obviously, the Celtics are going to be without Jalen Brown. They do win the play-in series they get in that way now they've got to take on a Brooklyn team that's finally healthy or at least appears to be healthy but we'll see how they can gel together with Durant Harden and Kyrie Irving in the postseason and if they can make that push which is to win the NBA title yeah they did sweep the Celtics this season uh did Brooklyn and didn't really have all their each of their three big three in, in any of those games so 
that's why I think you're seeing such a big price in this series. And then obviously the loss of Jalen Brown is going to catch up to the Boston Celtics here. Just the depth is not there. The Nets, as I mentioned, went not only 3-0 and outright, but covered the spread as favorites in, in each game. Score went under the total in all three of those games this year. But w- what I looked at here, I think this opener was 225 on the total. Now you're seeing as high as 232 and a half at BetMGM and a couple other places. Just on principle alone, if I were betting at that number, I would fade the steam and go at the under because that's a big move. However, you know, now you have the full arsenal for the Brooklyn Nets. So I know it's tough to bet an under. But maybe I'll look like under first half and think, okay, everybody's betting the over and we sometimes see the scoring starts out a little bit slow and they're going to have to play catch up in the second half. So that might be the angle I would take here. I think the line at eight is about right. I'll point out one other thing in the Eastern Conference. The top three teams in the East, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, are the only three teams that had a winning record on the road in the Eastern Conference outside of the Indiana Pacers who missed the postseason. So when you look at it, it's going to be tough for these other teams, Atlanta, Miami, Boston, Washington, all being teams that are going to be on the road uh, more than the other teams. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be something to pay attention to, and that's why I think the money line comes into play in a lot of these situations. Yeah, absolutely. And, And going back to what I said on that total, keep in mind the Nets finished the season with the best offensive rating of all time in the NBA. 117.3 117.3 topped that uh, 1920 Dallas team of a couple years ago. And, and with Durant missing 37 games, Harden missing 14, Irving missing 18. So you can, I guess, understand why you have this big move on the over. But that being said, I wouldn't want to take seven points the worst of it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Let's go to the final game of the night. This one is going to be at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific time, 8.30 start in Denver, where it's going to be the Blazers taking on the Nuggets. Should be a very interesting matchup. Remember, the Nuggets are going to be without Jamal Murray. They're a one-point favorite at home in this one, total of 226.5. A couple of these scenarios here to start out the first round of the NBA playoffs where you have the team that's favorite in the series, like the Hawks and the Knicks, and of course this one, the Blazers and Nuggets, the team that's favored in the series is actually an underdog in game one. And you're seeing that here with the Denver Nuggets laying one and a half to the Portland Trailblazers. And I do kind of like the Blazers in the series here. Now, keep in mind with Portland, they're one of the worst defenses in the NBA. So they can oftentimes be a very frustrating team to watch. However, Denver is just so banged up, I think, at the guard position. Maybe Will Barton is going to come back. Austin Rivers has been dealing with injuries. And then when you got a guard, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, that could be maybe... So I didn't bet Portland as they moved to the favorite in the series. What I would kind of hope to do is that Denver wins this game and then I can attack it from a series standpoint. All of a sudden I'm going to get plus money on Portland and that's where I would jump in on the Blazers. Wes, it's funny you said that because that was the exact same scenario I gave the other day on the nuts in terms of in this series, take a look at a team that's trailing 1-0. You're going to have an opportunity because I think this is probably the toughest series in the first round Mm -hmm. of all of them. You could point to Atlanta and New York in the Eastern Conference. But I feel like with the pedigree of both of these teams, this could be an extremely competitive series in terms of how this plays out. Um, Do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up-to-the-second information you need. When we come back, we're going to the ice. A critical game for in Tampa. The puck drop in about 15 minutes. We'll get Wes's take on that one. See where you can get your money down. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. With a break in the Triple Crown, this week's Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a look back on the Preakness with winning owners John and Diane Fradkin talking about Rubomber, the Bob Baffert controversy, and next month's Belmont Stakes will be discussed by Louis Rubo, Megan Devine, and Mike Gandolfo of the, Visa, the Horse Racing Happy Hour. VEASAN's Vinny Maiulo will handicap weekend races. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is sponsored by First Bet. By the way, if your name is John Smith, Ron Flatter would love to have you on the racing pod so I can actually read this thing without making a mistake. Uh, let's get into the National Hockey League. Today, Tampa hosting the Florida Panthers. Critical game four here in Tampa. Vasilevsky, excuse me, Vasilevsky and company need to bounce back, but Sergei Bobrovsky is going to get the call for the Panthers. He was terrific in the third period there, West for Florida. They come from behind down two goals. Now they're catching plus 140 in this one as the line continues to move in front of uh, favor of Tampa. Yeah, if you go back to game one, Bob was really bad. He actually gave up five goals in the opener, and then they put Chris Dreiger in. Good in the second game, and then in the third game, five goals basically in the second period. Florida jumped out to a 2 nothing lead, found themselves down 5-2, to two, came back to win in overtime. So Bob is going to get the call today. And it's always a risk to kind of bet the under with Bob, but that's what I did here. I went under six minus a dollar thirteen. You're now seeing about a dollar twenty-five ish kind of range. Even some five and a halves now going lower. Bet MGM right now it's six under minus one thirty. So I'm gonna take that. I think that this is kind of that momentum swing game now. Florida's kind of back in the series. It's two to one. This is such a pivotal game. I think the defenses are gonna be there to play, and I like both goals goaltenders in this spot lightning certainly getting the money here just because of the inconsistency from the goaltending from Tampa Bay yeah but also I thought the line was incorrect in terms of Tampa only being 140 at home critical game you blow a two-goal lead now you've got an opportunity to bounce back Vasilevsky even including yesterday's loss 18 and three at home this year has really played well you mentioned Bobrovsky's performance in game one I didn't think it was as much on him as the goals he yielded three came on the power play another Mm -hmm. one was a shorty so four on special teams and then Braden Point with the breakaway goal that was a 
difference in that one. We'll see what happens here. An important game. I thought Joel Quinville overreacted, but nobody in South Florida will call him out because you actually have to cover this Panthers team to know they're playing right now. But aside from the fact that nobody in South Florida, Dater, Broward are watching, I think Quinville overreacted. I thought he should have stayed with Bobrovsky. This is a guy who's a previously a Vesna winner. He's an outstanding goalie. I think he's got an opportunity to put his team right back into this series. Coach Q doesn't exactly have the most stringent media down there in South Florida like he had in Chicago. I'm just glad the Panthers are issuing credentials these days. Uh, let's go on to the uh, Penguins and the Islanders. Game number four, critical one for the Isles. They trail in this series two games to one. Where has Barry Trotz's defense been missing in action? Let's see if they can get out of witness protection today. It'll be Yari against Simeon Varlamov in this one. Pick them right now here at the South Point. Minus 110 either way. Pre-game total of five and a half west. You would expect this series to play towards the under, but it has not. This has been a much higher scoring series. And how about the old man, Jeff Carter, coming over from the Kings? He has been stellar for the Pens. Still getting it done at 36 years old. I had the Penguins the other night. Actually, I thought the Islanders probably slightly outplayed the Penguins the other night. It's just they lost that goaltending battle. Varlamov was not as good as Tristan Jerry, but Jerry's been kind of shaky in two of the first three games, which is what leads me to want to be on the Islanders, and that's who I will be on today. During the regular season with Jerry, minus 11.8 goals saved above expectation this year. And meanwhile, Varlama plus 2.7 above with the 929 save percentage. Best mark in the league amongst goaltenders that had started at least 30 or more games. Uh, missed the opener in for injury, did Varlama in the first game, and then let a couple soft goals in in game two. But I think that this is the bounce back spot for the Islanders. They're the more physical team of the two. Pittsburgh over the years, if you've watched the Penguins, they can struggle with this physical type of hockey. So look, that's what Barry Trotz wants to do. That's what he's always done in Nashville and in Washington wants to make this kind of an ugly game and really muck it up and turn it into a defensive game. If that is possible, I think it could be at least for this game. I'll be on the Islanders. Yeah, Wes, good for you in game number three, having the Penguins. I had the under. It was a dead loser. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to, uh, quickly. We have a few seconds remaining here. Montreal and Toronto, important game for the Maple Leafs. They trail in this one, one nothing. It'll be Price against Campbell one more time. Very important the Leafs get this game. You don't want to be down 0-2 after hosting and then having go back to Quebec in terms of having to face this Canadiens team. Leafs are minus 190, total of 5.5 in this one. Couldn't really do anything on the side. It does seem like a good bounce back spot for the Leafs. Carey Price was out for almost a month. Yeah. Came back with 35 saves. Small lean to the under here at five and a half minus about $1.15, $1.20. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think it was kind of like a foregone conclusion that they're going to get out of this division. But now this is the first game without John Tavares, who, of course, took that skate to the head and has the head injury and is out. So maybe the Leafs kind of rally around the fallen hero here. When we come back, the head bookmaker here at the South Point, we're going to talk college football games of the year lines. That's next. part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN's Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Joining us now is the head bookmaker here at the South Point, Chris Andrews. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Uh, much uh, getting ready for the NBA playoffs. Instead of getting into all the games, just kind of give us a macro view of what you guys need in terms of the postseason. What will be the ideal scenario? Which team from the West or which team from the East and which one is really going to be detrimental to you guys? Oh, man, we got a lot of detrimentals. Uh, <laughs> let's start out with the East. Uh, the Hawks are really no good. That's the worst one. Uh, the Knicks also are no bargain, but, uh, I, I said the Hawks are the worst. I'm, uh, I apologize. The Wizards are the worst. Well, you don't have to worry about that. The Nets, we, we don't do too bad with the Nets. So I'm kind of open, uh, form can hold. They may get through. 
that would be real good for us. You know, the Celtics aren't too bad, but I'm not sure they could get too far into this run. Um, now, over in the West, we're in a little better shape. Uh, the Suns, we we get clobbered on them to win the West, but we do pretty good with them to win the NBA. Uh, Jazz, it's the exact opposite. We do great on them to win the West, not so good on them to win the NBA. So we're going to kind of let the chips fall where they may. You know, Lakers were in decent shape. Clippers were in de- decent shape. Um, back to the East, the Bucks were in decent shape. So we got a couple we're dodging, but, you know, there's not much you could do about it in round one. We're just going to have to sweat it out and, you know, just kind of see where it lands. Chris, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get into college football. I know you've got some games of the year that are going to include your school, Penn State, my school, Ohio State. But our guy, Wes Reynolds, you may actually have a game, maybe two, <laughs> that include the Indiana football yeah. Hoosiers for once in your life. How about that? Oh, I thought about our dear Wes, uh, Mall. Uh, so we got him against Iowa. And uh, I got Iowa a five-point favorite at Iowa. So I think it's showing some pretty good respect. For, uh, for Indiana. And then uh, I got him a 12-point dog as they host your outfit, Ohio State. Uh, you know, that I think that's one of those games where, uh, listen, let, let, let's go on record now. Uh, I think Ohio State may be, let's say, less up for the game than Indiana will be. So that'll be a huge game for Indiana. And for Ohio State, it's just another game on the schedule. Oh, by the way, I got one more now that I'm looking at it. I got Cincinnati and Indiana, which I think should be a really, really good game. I, I would agree with you there. By the way, normally I'd be offended by the assertion that the Buckeyes are like the mob, but they do put a hit out on everybody in the Big Ten, so I got no qualms about that, Wes. Yeah, and, and Indiana has been competitive with Ohio State over the years. Haven't been yeah. competitive enough to win in the end, but usually play these guys tight. Uh, Chris, starting with week one, and look, we've got a big schedule, some big-time matchups in yeah. week one. Not only IU, Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin, LSU, UCLA, Alabama, Miami, Georgia, Clemson. Were there any teams, and you put these games of the year out throughout the entire season, were there any team that the early betters really liked yesterday based on the early returns? Well, I would say, yeah, they like LSU a lot more than I did. Uh, they probably like Alabama even more than I did, which I thought I liked them pretty good, you know, but evidently I undercut them a little bit. I got some bet against teams, too. Um, I mean, they bet against UCLA a couple times. They bet against Central Florida a couple times. Bet against Miami a couple times. Uh, Auburn was another one they bet against quite a bit. So, um, you know, we're all over the place. But I got to tell you, really, I think it was very successful for us yesterday. A friend of the show, Paul Stone, was in. He rattled the board pretty good. But I didn't have any games that really ran more than, like, about three points. We're in the past. I've had them run seven, eight points like it's nothing, you know, but uh, that, that didn't happen this year. I don't know if COVID had anything to do with it or not, you know, but uh, I know that was kind of a challenge for me to to know exactly where to rate some of these teams. And maybe it was a challenge for the, for the handicappers as well. South, uh, South Point Sportsbook Director Chris Andrews joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrews Sports. Some of the games of the year lines very quickly. Georgia at Clemson, three and a half. Remember, this game is going to be in Atlanta. Is that in Atlanta or is that in Charlotte? I think that one's in Charlotte. September yep. 11th, Oregon at Ohio State in the Horseshoe. Buckeyes 13. Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Soldier Fear Field. Uh, Badgers are minus four in that one. Auburn at LSU. This one down in the Bayou. LSU minus two. Oklahoma in one of the great uh, rivalries in college football against Texas and the Red River in Dallas. This will be nine in favor of Boomer Sooner. And then Florida down in the Baton Rouge area once again at LSU. This one is a pick em. I'll tell you what, Wes, as Chris alluded to, I like LSU both early in these games. Yeah, I do too. And, and, and the line is about where I thought it would be in terms of the opener. But uh, uh, LSU certainly kind of taking the money here. I think that this could be the bounce back year for that team because I know that they were down last year, but you got to understand that they were replacing a generational offense with Joe Burrow and Joe Brady now being departed. But LSU still gets five-star guys across the board. So no surprise that they took the action. Chris, yeah, I worry sure, a little man. bit about their coaching staff is why I probably sure. didn't have them as highly rated as, uh, as certainly as Paul Stone did and some of the other uh, handicappers. But, you know, I mean, listen, it's early. You know, we're <laughs> It's May. We're going to be taking action here until September. 
so we'll, we'll get evened out at some point, and it kind of helps me uh, with my power ratings and that sort of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a good exercise, and I always joke with Michael Gaughan. I say, listen, we can make a dollar at the end of this. It'll be very successful. We usually make a dollar or two by the time it's all over. Uh, Chris, Alabama takes on Miami in Atlanta, where they always play. It seems like opening weekend. Uh, what do you have that line at? I've seen as high as 17.5 in favor, obviously, of Alabama. Well, you know, that was one I probably missed a boat on a little bit. Like, I, but, you know, I take that back. I'm not sure I did, because I think Miami's going to be really, really good this year. Uh, I opened at 13. Uh, I thought that was high enough. I, I still think Miami has a pretty good shot of certainly staying within the number. I'm up to 16 right now. Um, but, you know, Paul was one of the guys that uh, he bet me on Alabama, and, you know, some other guys did too. You usually don't have to beg too hard for Alabama money. But uh, I think Miami's going to be really good the opening week of the season. Listen, we know Bama's always, you know, one of those teams that just reloads, kind of like your outfit, all. And uh, they're going to be tough to beat. But week one, I'm not sure they should be laying that high of a price against a Miami team that I think is going to be very much improved. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. De'Ara King, remember, torn ACL. He's expected to be able to return. This Miami team should have a lot of guys back. They do lose Russo and Phillips on that defensive line. By the way, Chris, I know you're looking forward to Tampa and potential Outback Bowl for your Penn State Nittany Lions this year, so good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> Amal, you never fail. <laughs> Bust my job. I'm just trying. But Listen, it's hard, to get tic- been winning. I, it's hard to get tickets out of Pittsburgh and Philly to get down to Tampa that time of the year. Thank you so much for the time, as always, Chris Andrews. When we come back, Major League Baseball, we'll talk to you next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Welcome back into the pregame show. I want to thank all our staff behind the scenes who do a tremendous job of even trying to make us look presentable here. Tom, JJ, Karina, and Rob all doing a terrific job on this Saturday. Hey, do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up to the second information you need. Wes, we'll get into baseball in just a minute, but a couple of things I want to hit first. I want to touch the National Hockey League and then, of course, golf. I know you're an avid golf guy. We'll get into that in just a second. But a critical game tonight for the Minnesota Wild hosting the Vegas Golden Knights. They squandered a 2-0 lead in game number three. Can they bounce back at home today? I think they can. And, and really, the Excel Center up in St. Paul has been kind of a house of horrors for the Golden Knights. They were able to rally, though, down 2 nothing. Minnesota did create the more what they call high-danger chances, and they've done so far in the series, 28-22 to in favor of the Wild, really, in the first three games. Marc-Andre Fleury has been very good, and I think that's really what's kept the Wild at bay. VGK has been getting more power play opportunities, but they haven't been converting them because Cam Talbot, I think, finally showed a little chink in the armor there in game three. He was sensational in game one, even though all the discussion was of Marc-Andre Fleury's prowess and not Talbot's. But I do like Minnesota here in kind of a desperate situation, two to one. You're basically seeing them, I think, even money across the board. Might be able to get a couple cents on the plus side if you shop around a little bit. I see as high as a dollar five in the market, and that's where I'd go with the Minnesota Wild. And uh, giving a quick update from Tampa, it is the Lightning in front as they get a breakaway goal. Just three minutes into this one, they take a one nothing lead against the Florida Panthers. We'll keep you posted on that game as it's in progress. Uh, you know, you mentioned in terms of this matchup between the Knights and the Wild, so critical for Minnesota simply because if you're down 3-1, you have to win two games in Vegas becomes extremely difficult. Yeah, and especially uh, what we're kind of seeing around the league, Amal. We're seeing more and more fans be able to go into the stands seemingly like every single game. So you're getting bigger crowds, and that's something that you haven't been able to handicap this year because you really haven't had crowds at most of these arenas. So now that adds a totally different dynamic here in the playoffs. It really does, and that's something to pay attention to. Wes, I want to get into the PGA Championship. Dustin Johnson now misses a uh, second consecutive major cut uh, first player to do that since Greg Norman going back almost 20 plus years uh, in this one tell us who you see coming through where the leaderboard is and what's going on yeah and you mentioned Dustin Johnson I'm all actually three of the top four players in the world missed the cut in this thing Dustin Johnson Justin Thomas Xander Shoffle so right now at the top of the board in terms of the odds you're seeing Brooks Kepka about four to one or nine to two justifiable favorite I'm gonna take a stand against him and one guy I have in pocket that is five shots back is Bryson DeChambeau he is at one under par but he's only about 12 to 14 to 1 in terms of the live market, which is slightly less than he was pre-flop. Remember with DeChambeau last year, he was a little bit out of it in the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco. And then what did he do? He went 66-66 on the weekend, shot eight under the final two rounds and got right in the hunt. Wasn't able to get the win, but certainly put a scare into those leaders. So if I'm looking down the board in terms of value for like in-play odds, there's a couple guys in the 20-ish to 25 to 1 range that I don't have tickets on right now that I kind of like their chances. And one of them being Corey Connors, who had a great putting effort on uh, Thursday where he was the first round leader five under by two shots and then it's like okay he's going to regress because putter's usually the weakest club in Corey Connors' bag and he certainly did. So he went down the board but he didn't plummet really so he was still in the top seven minus two just three shots back Corey Connors has had two top fives and four top tens this year on the PGA Tour one of the best iron players on the PGA Tour but really where he can struggle and be very hit or miss is the putting even though it's been better really the last several weeks so I thought he had a little bit of value to maybe make a rebound on the weekend as is Sunjay M 25 to 1 kind of grinded grinded out an even par round and this is obviously assuming what you don't do or don't have in pocket. These are two guys I personally don't have in pocket, but Brooks Kepka is going to get, I think, all the love here, and he says the knee is fine. We'll see if it's going to hold up for four days. This is a big golf course down there at Kiwa Island, 7,876 yards from the tip, so that can wear on you as you go on for the weekend. So this weekend's really going to put it to the test for Brooks Kepka. Of course, with the two leaders who I haven't mentioned, Louis Ustazen, Phil Mickelson, at five 
under par. And I don't know. Everybody kind of projects Phil is really going to plummet. I don't expect him to win. But this is kind of the perfect course for Phil Mickelson because we know what his bugaboo is right now, and it's keeping the ball in the fairway off the tee. Well, when you have these 50-yard wide fairways, you're not going to get in much trouble off the tee here. And hence you see, I think, Phil Mickelson playing very well. Five under par. He is 12-1. to one. You very rarely get a 36-hole leader in any golf tournament, let alone a major at 12-1. to one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're really surprised to see that at this point in time. We'll keep an eye on that. Wes, I want to go back to a particular sport that you and I are big fans of, college football. Um, obviously, they put out the games of the year pretty early. I mean, we're only in May. We haven't even hit Memorial Day weekend, so people are getting prepared. But I want to go through some of these games. I want to go to one in particular that goes opening day weekend in uh, Charlotte between Georgia and Clemson. Clemson, the three-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought that might be about a six-point favorite. Tell you what, I love the dogs here. I've got the dogs winning the SEC this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here because obviously with Clemson, now you have transformative players that are gone out of the program. And look, Clemson's still recruiting at a very high level. So they're kind of one of those reloaders and not one of those rebuilders like we see with a lot of other teams. But when you lose a Trevor Lawrence, and, and I know the backup, DJ Uyangalale. Good did job get, on the pronunciation. I got it right the first time. Man, I was trep. Uh, there was some trepidation before I threw that out there, Amal. I was maybe just going to go by DJ, his uh, first two initials but anyway he did get some action last year obviously started the Notre Dame game where Clemson uh, lost in South Bend but it's kind of different now it's not that the quality of player necessarily drops it's just that the leadership and the experience really drop and I think that's kind of what you're seeing here with Clemson and that's why I like Georgia too I know Georgia has kind of been the disappointment because they get a lot of talent it's like man that Kirby Smart just can't win the big one here but I do like them in the first game getting three in the hook you know, I, I like them here. You know, you mentioned one point about Clemson losing three key guys on the offense uh, with, two, obviously, Lawrence Etienne and uh, Jackson Cameron. That's going to be a big blow for mm -hmm. them. But the one thing is Clemson has done a tremendous job from a coaching perspective, but I thought Ryan Day exposed some vulnerabilities in Brent Venable's defense during that college football semifinal. And this is where I think Clemson might not be as good as they basically they play in a weaker league and they've won a couple of games. They benefited from some situations, in my opinion. I'm not saying they're not a great program, but when you look around the last four years, they've had 21 players drafted. Ohio State's had 20 guys drafted in the last two years. Alabama had eight guys drafted in the first 50 picks of this year's draft. I just don't think from a talent standpoint that Clemson is superior to Georgia. I think JT Daniels is the better quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the stable of running backs, yes, Alabama's been amazing, but Georgia's probably been running back you for the last half a dozen years in terms of what they've been able to put out. They've been unbelievable. So to me, I look at this dogs team. This is a great opportunity to make a statement, build momentum, and a chance to really put themselves in an opportunity not only to win the SEC East, win the SEC, but to win a national title. And one thing we do know about Georgia, they always have a good defense and they always have some depth in that linebacking they, core they got some dudes. secondary yeah they've got a lot of dudes down there uh will muschamp is going to come in as an analyst not the defensive coordinator but we know will muschamp maybe not so much as a head coach but as a defensive coordinator or coach or analyst whatever you want to title him as pretty good i think that's a good upgrade for that staff yeah, absolutely right. This would be a critical game for them. Wes, want to hit a game that we talked about a little bit earlier, just I touched on with the number. Oklahoma and Texas, second Saturday in October, the Red River. OU a nine-point favorite in this one. This is going to be interesting to see how Steve Sarkeesian, who, by the way, if people actually look at his record, you're wondering why Texas is paying $34 million for a guy who was mediocre at Washington and USC. We'll find out how good he is without the recruiting of Nick Saban down in the Lone Star State. They are going to be a nine-point dog in this one. They've got to replace Sam Ellinger, who was at Texas for about 14 years. Now you've got Spencer Rattler back in Norman for, to run that Lincoln-Riley offense. Marvin Mims, one of the most underrated, most underheralded wide receivers in the country. This team is going to be dangerous. Dangerous. I think so, too. And and really, it's kind of a rare sight for Oklahoma. They've lived off the transfer yeah. over the last few years with Baker Mayfield and, of course, with Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. Now you have a little bit of continuity because I think even though Oklahoma did not make the college
college football playoff. Spencer Rattler got a lot of the blame. Keep in mind, Spencer Rattler was not a junior and senior like these exactly. other guys were, too. So I thought he had a very fine season, and I thought they were playing very good football down the stretch. Texas, I will be interested to see because this is now not just a head coach and a couple position coaches change. This is an entire new staff, especially on that offense with Sarkeesian, with Pete Kowatkowski, with Kyle Flood as basically the two coordinators going forward. So they kept a couple of the position coaches and the associate head coaches. And a lot of times when you see new coaches, Amal, you know how this works following college football recruiting. You always keep a couple coaches from the previous staff. for continuity or to keep certain players happy, or maybe you have an in with a certain five-star prospect. So you often see that going forward. So look, I I was not surprised to see Oklahoma kind of around this eight or nine range. I don't think they wanted to make it double digits because people would have said, okay, double digits. Maybe I got to take a shot with the Longhorn. So I thought they said a good opener here. Yeah, I think this is a fairly accurate number. of interesting to see. I'll tell you one thing, though, Texas does have is, in my opinion, arguably one of the best running backs in college football, only a sophomore, Bijan Robinson. This kid is an absolute stud. If you haven't seen him play, wait till you get a load of him. And I think Texas is going to be able to make some hay on the ground throughout the course of the season. Wes, any other team maybe that's either flying out of the radar for you or a team that you're keeping your eye out for in 2021? Well, one that I'm going to fade necessarily because I'm still kind of in the preliminary college football work is Stanford. And I was just looking at the Stanford schedule. They actually lost a lot of people to the draft. They have the toughest schedule, arguably, in the nation. They had five players drafted, including two key offensive linemen. They're going to have to replace David Mills. Really, the lone guy they got returning is Austin Jones, the running back. Stanford opens against Kansas State, and then you have back-to-back road trips at USC and Vanderbilt before you get UCLA. They could be 0-3 going into UCLA. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I know it's an elite, uh, obviously, academic institution, but somebody should teach David Shaw to get it in the 21st century and actually throw the ball outside (laughs) of fourth down. I mean, even on third down along, it seems like they run the ball. That's going to do it for us here on the pregame show. Betting Across America with Adam Candy and James Salinas is next here on VEASAN. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.